the podcast you're about to listen to is hot and steamy and for adults only. So please adjust your environment accordingly because this, this is just for you. But I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous. Get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week on the podcast, we have a story from goddess worshiper and eco-sexual Greta Jane. Before we go any further, I want to remind you that the Body Storytelling Livestream is this Saturday night. It's this Saturday night. It is on Saturday, August 29th, and I'm really excited because I got somebody, oh God, I got somebody that I never dreamed I'd have a story from and have wanted for so long. Y'all may have heard the Canadian Chanteuse, Shirley Gnome. She's one of our favorites. She's a brilliant singer-songwriter. And she's never told a story in the United States. She tried it once up in Canada, but this is her body storytelling debut. So we're going to have a first-time story from Shirley Gnome. We're also going to have comedian Alyssa Westerlund. You've heard her on the podcast before. She is funny and fun and smart. And we also have a brand new storyteller who has never done this sort of thing. He belongs to the Body Storytelling Fiends and Fans group on Facebook and sent me a story recently. And we're going for it. So please make sure you get your tickets as soon as possible. You can find tickets for the Body Storytelling live stream, which is themed Fuck Buddies this time. You can find those tickets on our website, bodystorytelling.com. You can find it on any of our social media, and you can also find it in the show notes for this episode. Get your tickets as soon as possible. I can't wait to see you there. How's your week going, beloved fiend? I will tell you, I thought this was going to be anal August, but it has turned into apocalypse August, hasn't it? The California wildfires have been roaring out of control. And I live in San Francisco, an area that has not been uh, evacuated. But the air quality and the smoke and all of the things that I'm seeing of everything burning up. So many of my friends have lost their places due to this fire. And uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but it has really been tearing up my voice and my eyes. It's pretty bad right now. So my partner had gone back to work. He works as an off-roading instructor and he teaches people how to drive their Land Rover on like off-road courses. He often takes Quake or St. Bernard with us. And 
the air quality was so bad this time that he could not take him. So he said, I'm going to have to leave Quake at home with you. Well, I have an injury on my right foot that has required a medical boot, kind of like a cast. I've been walking. I went to see a podiatrist. I got it x-rayed. It's been going on for a while. And so I, I've been a little bit, you know, not able to walk my dog. Ben's been doing all of it. He said he was going to leave the dog here with me. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but I'll try. We don't really want him to spend much time outside because air quality affects animals too. So a few days ago, I took the medical boot off because it's not a cast, it's removable. And I put sturdy shoes on. And for the first time in a long time, I mean, guys, I'm talking months, I have been entirely sequestered because of COVID. I took my 165 pound St. Bernard and walked him around the neighborhood. On the first day, it worked out mostly okay. I walked like four blocks. It went kind of well. It wasn't enough. Not enough for, for a dog. One four block walk is not enough. Luckily, a friend of mine offered to send me a dog walker so that he could have a better walk. And we made it through Friday. Okay. Saturday, the dog walker would not be available. They don't work weekends. And so I'm like, well, it worked yesterday. I'm going to try it again. I took off the medical boot. I put sturdy shoes on. I got Quig's leash and I started to walk him through the very smoky, hot, oppressive weather. And we made it, I don't know, five or six blocks. We were coming back down the hill. We're on an incline. I live on a hill. And as we got to a certain point, really close, we live at the bottom of a hill for a really big nature preserve, like a park. He saw a dog across the way. And you know, if you've been cooped up as long as we have, you get pretty excited when you see another species that you can interact with. He didn't really pull me off my feet, but he did kind of move forward in a way that I did not realize that all of the sidewalk under my feet was broken up from earthquakes. It was very uneven. My sturdy shoes did not do their job. I tripped a little bit and then fell forward right on my face hard. Luckily, I have big boobs, so I did not bust out my front teeth. But I skinned up both my knees. I skinned up both my elbows. I hurt really bad. The dog's leash pulled out of my hand. I freaked out because we're not that far from a freeway ramp and our neighborhood has busy traffic. But he's a good boy. He came back. He heard me scream. He wanted to see what was going on. I turned myself around, sat on my ass, and sat and cried on the sidewalk for a good 20 minutes. During COVID, there's nobody on the street. So when you fall down, you stay down. There is not a neighbor to come say, girl, you okay? I sat, I cried, I made sure I had hold of the dog. He laid down next to me on the sidewalk, waiting for me to recover. Eventually, I stood back up and realized that whatever I had done to my right foot, I had now done to my left foot. I wasn't sure if it was broken or not. I tried to put my weight on it. Even though I was really close to my house, all of it was steps. So I very carefully walked one foot at a time, trying to see if I could put my weight on each feet. My dog was patient. He is such a good boy. 
got into the house, had to limp up the front stairs. Actually, mostly crawled, but that really hurt because of all the blood on my knees and stuff. And eventually I made it to the couch and I had a, an even better cry. <laughs> I have now moved my medical boot from my right foot to my left foot. I need it for both, but the left one hurts more after this recent accident. I'm going to go back to the podiatrist, get it checked out. It's time for an MRI on the right one anyway. There may be surgery involved. There may be tendons that are torn. I was already warned at that. But I didn't realize I was going to do it to both of my feet at the same time. I am special, aren't I? So even though I really can't walk right now, my dog got a really good walk yesterday. We celebrated him. It's the little things right now. I'm practicing a new thing with friends. It's called Ziva meditation to try and handle all the stress and everything that's going on in the world. And even if it is apocalypse August, we're really close to the end of it. Do you think it will all change at the end of this year? Do you think once we click past 2020 to 2021, all of this will be over? That's what I'm going to hope for. That's what's giving me hope right now to carry me through. If I were to ask you to name a member of the Beatles or new kids on the block, could you answer in under 15 seconds? Do you enjoy challenging yourself with trivia? If the answer is yes, then you need to play Trivia Star. Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's entertaining and challenging. You can choose categories like music, sports, movies, TV, animals, celebrities. There are over 60 categories to choose from. So there's always more trivia to explore. If you choose the correct answer for multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. The questions get harder over time, but if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get a hint and beat the level. And right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Just go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Trivia Star has 2,000 five-star reviews in the Apple Store. Join them today, keep your mind sharp, and see if you're smart enough to win. Again, search Trivia Star and enjoy 2,500 coins and 500 gems. Go to the Apple or Google Store and download Trivia Star for free today. It's the part of the podcast where we listen to a story together. Oh my God, how exciting is that? Shall I tell you about this week's storyteller? All right, let's do it. Greta Jane is a multifaceted performing artist specializing in magical moments. She has serenaded hearts and open minds in 11 countries. Living in devotion to the goddess in all forms, she currently resides in Seattle, where she is also known as the Pleasure Guide, a somatic intimacy educator helping people to live more fully in their bodies. How about that? This storyteller is Greta Jane. Yep, yep, okay. I'm just going to breathe through this. Come back to my training. 
Um, do we have any meditators in the house tonight? Anybody? Oh, good. Um, how about any Vipassinators? Anybody ever do that Vipassana? Oh, yes, I can hear your silence now. <laughs> um, Vipassana, if you don't know, it's a silent meditation technique, and they, um, it's a body scan technique. And in order to be initiated into the practice, um, you've got to submit, to surrender, to a 10-day silent retreat, no cell phones, no pens. You may not have paper or books. There's lots of people who break the rules. At the end, we confess who's broken what rule and how. But in the middle of it, um, just kind of losing it, and they tell you all kinds of skills for life. Skills for the technique are skills for life. And they tell you things like, it is your attachments that are bringing you misery. <laughs> and I know that's true. And I'm there and I'm losing it. I I'm, I'm happen to be bleeding. I happen to be shitting because I've had a reaction to the food. And I'm crying <laughs> because my attachments are so beautiful. And they are. And, and still, I, I must let go. Um, I must let go of a 14-year relationship with Kitten. And Kitten uh, is like a cross between Albert Einstein and Paul Simon, just like a brainiac with a heart of gold. Um, my greatest creative enabler, deeply devoted to me and my creativity and my gifts in the world, but not to my kinks. And so we were getting to this point um, where we reached our uh, deal breaker. And the truth is that our deal breaker was always there. That kitten um, is a straight monogamous man and I am a pansexual polyamorous person. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'm not only pansexual, I'm ecosexual. And I'm not only ecosexual, I'm cosmosexual. Um, because I'm deeply uh, in devotion and love with the entire universe. You can be too. Thank you. Um, okay. So I don't know if you know this about the universe, but the universe loves a leap of faith. It's true. Um, and it will be like you have to keep... Uh, following the synchronicities, taking the next step as it leads you to the cliff. And there beyond the cliff, is that a step? I don't know. But the universe encourages you to take a step and find out. And what's glittering right over there? Right now it's a chandelier, but at this point in my life it's like um, the universe gives you this golden carrot. Just reach for it, the sparkly thing. And the sparkly thing in my life at that moment was this new young lover uh, named Joshi, a beautiful, uh, beefy feminist, um, kind of a cross between Smokey the Bear and a young, young Tom Selleck, just like <laughs> so dedicated, just this little beefy feminist with beautiful boundaries dedicated all oh, those boundaries I tell you what fuck me just right if you're okay with that 
And um, so he's dedicated to his spirituality, to um, stewarding the land, to unspinning the patriarchy. While I was in the Vipassana, um, it was clear to me that um, what the universe was asking me for was this big leap of faith. Leave the relationship. Leave the town you've been living in for 17 years. Quit your jobs. Sell your objects. And get a one-way ticket to Paris. In October. That's what they told me, October. And I'm like, am I making this up? But I keep going, I keep going, and I'm selling my objects, I'm singing jazz concerts left and right, I'm stacking dollars on my ancestor altar, and uh, where I tend to my ancestors. And my grandmothers, uh, my grandma, I'm named after two of my grandmas, my grandma Greta and my grandma Mary Jane, but I am in uh, devotion to all grandmothers, all the way up, capital G. My grandmothers have got a bank on my ancestor altar, and so as I'm turning everything into money, they've, they've got the bank going. Now I'm in the Vipassana, I get this vision. What do I need, Dixie? I need a ritual. I need to be tied to a tree um, in a red silk cocoon, and I need to be cut loose with a knife to flutter forth into the unknown as a butterfly. Am I just making this up? No, the universe says. <laughs> no, they say, you've got everything you need, the young lover. Yes, what else do you need? The red silk. Guess who wants to pay for that? The bank of grandmas really wants to buy me that silk. Um, I do the shopping for us because they've never been on the internet and <sighs> it would just take too long. Um, I'm also gonna need the lover check and the knife. So I uh, call my lover and I let him know, um, this is what I want, would you be willing to do this for me, and do you have a knife? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, yes, Grandma, whatever you want. And he's got the knife. <laughs> a very special knife given to him by his grandfather. The knife is said not to have been used for generations. <laughs> that will be the one. So, um, Joshi calls me grandma, not because I'm eight years older than him. Um, <laughs> but he calls, me, he calls me grandma because that's what he knows me as my name. Uh, we've met among the radical fairies, our spiritual community, and among the fairies, I'm Grandma Ruby. And so uh, Joshi and I are gonna meet at the radical fairy sanctuary. Oh my God, I'm going so slow. We're gonna meet at the radical fairy sanctuary. <sighs> we're going to a ceremony. After the ceremony, we're gonna go to the woods. We're gonna go to the woods. We're gonna do what I want. Now, so we leave the Radical Fairy Sanctuary in Wolf Creek, Oregon, and what happened when I was there? One of my fairy elders, Bundle B, an 86-year-old drag queen, let me know that, in fact, he was going to Paris in October. Would I want to come and be his, like, companion on the trip? Yes! Yes! 
did. And I did. Um, so I leave the ceremony with credible confirmation, and now we're ready. I've got the silk. And I've got the silk. Just a little bit of it right here. Just a little bit left. It's a little bit of red stretch silk. Now this is 98% silk, 2% spandex. It's got a really nice give to it. The grandmothers and I thought that would just do it. And we did it. And we went into the woods, uh, just about 60 miles outside of Eugene, Oregon, along the Mackenzie River, a private spot in the woods. It's June, the trees are tall, the forest is cool, and we go walking and we find the tree. I thought that it might be uh, tied vertically, but we found this tree, it's just laying down like a beautiful table, like an altar, just a couple feet off the ground. It's covered in moss. It's just by this cliff, and down below is the river. We set the space. We ring some bells, we light some sage, we call upon the ancestors and my guides and the fairies, all the elemental creatures of the forest. And uh, we lay down a nice fabric and I lay myself down on this altar and whatever you want, Grandma. I'll tell you what I want, Joshie. I want you to start taking those strips out of that bag and I want you to start attaching me to this tree. And he does and it's just like, I don't know if you can see how good this would feel. <sighs> but it feels really good and he's stretching it around my shoulders and around my breasts and it's just like these crisscrossing red stripes in the golden hour coming through the trees and all of the attachments and I'm into my breath. <sighs> and I've waited so long for this. And it's like all the way down, it's my torso, it's around my hips, I'm just like held by my attachments, and they're so beautiful. All the way down to my ankles, and how tight do you want it, Grandma? Just like, just like that. It's like tighter, it's looser, I'm breathing. And then when I've had enough, when I'm really ready, I'm ready for the knife lover. And he gets the knife and I say, bring that over here. I want to taste it. I want to taste what will set me free. And he runs the blade along my lips and down my chin and along my neck. And he's testing the tautness of all of my attachments. And then it's time. And he takes the knife uh, from my ankles and they start to pop. And I'm like gushing. I am just coming, flowing fountain, I'm soaking my attachments, I'm soaking the moss, my nectar is soaking the earth that all of my grandmothers had wished that they could do this on. Um, and then I'm free. And I come down off of the tree and my, my feet touch the mud and the wet moss and I grab that tree and I'm like hugging that tree and uh, my lover starts fucking me and he's fucking me against that tree and I'm just like moaning and I'm uh, on the edges screaming and I'm um, with the sound of the rushing river and the wind and like my grandmother's just like etheric grandmother orgasms glittering in the trees above me, you know? It's just like... 
They did not have these kinds of choices. You know? So I know when I'm, when I'm out there, when I'm out here uh, choosing my sexual freedom over security and choosing my devotion to the great unknown, um, that I'm doing that uh, not just for me, um, but for all of my ancestors, um, backwards and forwards. So, you're welcome. said you could love all the life on the planet Didn't know just exactly what that would entail Didn't get it till I finally said damn it Janet But you were too busy making out with a handful of kale All the times that I thought that you wanted to go camping To get away from the hustle of the city scene Didn't know it till the night and by the light that I was lamping Caught you humping a stump and fingering an evergreen Gets her rocks off with the rocks And flirts with the dirt There once was lust But now I am dust And my feelings are hurt She's gonna leave me for the leaves Dirty talk is now a gentle breeze You wanna be amongst the birds and the bees You just wanna fuck some trees Summertime, the soil was wet and you were muddy. In the fall, I followed you because I thought that you were up to no good. Didn't know it till the spring when you sprung it upon me. You would rather go down on the garden than down on my wood. Yeah, she gets her rocks off with the rocks And flirts with the dirt There once was lust, but now I'm dust And my feelings are hurt She's gonna leave me for the leaves Dirty talk is now a gentle breeze You wanna be amongst the birds and the bees You just wanna fuck some trees you just wanna fuck some trees Meanwhile back on the ranch She fell in love with an old oak tree Penetrated by the lowest branch Then she stuck her green thumb in me I kinda liked it Didn't know that she was an egosexual didn't get it, but now it all makes perfect sense. 
We're still together, she's my love and my favorite intellectual. The grass is green on both sides of the fence. Now we get our rocks off with the rocks. We flirt with the dirt. There once was lust, and now there's more trust, and no one's feelings are hurt. She's not gonna leave me for the leaves. Dirty talk is just a gentle breeze. We are gonna be amongst the birds and the bees. We are gonna fuck some trees. Yeah, we are gonna fuck some trees. Yeah, we are gonna fuck some trees. Oh my God, that was our own Jefferson Berkey with a song that he wrote when beloved ecosexual Annie Sprinkle told live on the body storytelling stage in San Francisco. That song is called Tree Fucker by Jefferson Berkey. These are tough times we're living in. I have watched just this past week some of my favorite sex positive communities disband. I've watched some of my favorite kink events go away. Bondage at Go-Go just went down after 27 years of producing a dance kink dungeon space here in San Francisco. All the things we love are in jeopardy. And I will tell you the truth. One of those things is body storytelling. We are continuing without the income that comes from live shows. We are doing it and we are doing that through our Patreon. Patreon is a way to support things you love and get them through times like right now, like quarantine, like shelter in place, like a global pandemic. So if you can give just a few dollars, you can ensure that on the other side of this, when we come out into the world again, body storytelling will be waiting for you and it will still exist. So go to patreon.com slash body. You know how to spell body. Give it whatever level you can. A few dollars a month is enough to ensure that we can carry on. And I don't like to ask for things without giving you something in return. You know that. So if you give it the $10 a month level or greater, you're going to get free tickets to the live stream. You're going to get free ad-free episodes of the podcast. You're going to get live stream replays. The live stream replays only live on Patreon. They're for our Patreon supporters that and more. I'm working on new rewards all the time because I want to thank you for helping me power through. Go to patreon.com body and thanks in advance for your support. It's the end of our time together. No. Okay, I have to be a grown up. I have to thank the people responsible for this podcast. Thank you to podcast producer and live stream technical director, Marty Garcia. Thank you to video archivist Joe Moore. He also works on the live stream replay that lives on our Patreon. Thank you to sound engineer from our San Francisco show, David Grossoff. Thank you to you. Oh, wait, I'd like to thank someone else this week. We have been having these amazing little cartoon pre-show videos on our live stream. They are far and above anything I ever hoped for. The live stream is kind of like this little movie now. It's got these whole scripts going on. It's crazy. And we can thank 
the talented Donal Mooney for that. He has been making us video graphics, pre-show videos for every live stream. And he surprises me every single live stream. I never know what's going to happen. Last week, there was this crazy James Bond sequence tailored around Uberloop, who's sponsoring our live stream. It was incredible. So thank you to Donald Mooney. Thank you to everybody who makes this podcast possible. Thank you to you. Last week, I asked you if you could possibly go to Apple Podcasts because we were just a few away from 500. If you could write us a review, better yet, but review us so that we could get to that important 500 number. And guess what? We're at like 504. Thanks to you. I appreciate your hard work, your words. Everybody said such great things about the podcast. And knowing that you love it, knowing that it's important to you, helps me continue during times like now. So thank you for reviewing the podcast. Thank you for telling your friends about it. Thank you for listening every week. I love knowing that you're listening. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 138 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'll see you next week.